Welcome to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm sitting here with Alma, and we love to have real, honest, and raw conversations about life and everything that goes with it. And just like in any good friendship, nothing is off limits. Yes, so for our very first episode, we thought we would introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit more about us. Tell me everything, Alma. (laughs) I'll start with my name. My name is Alma Smith. I'm 25 years old. I'm married to Tanner Smith. We've been married for seven years now. We live with our two mini dachshunds, Paisley and Pax. Pax is Paisley's son. Pax is still a puppy. He was born back in April. And they're very cute, guys. Like, her dogs are really cute. (laughs) Thank you, Crystal. And then we also have a hedgehog named Stu. How about you, Crystal? Tell me about you. I don't have any hedgehogs. Um, (laughs) My name is Crystal Perry. I'm going to be 30 in December. Um, I am married to Tiger. And yes, that is a nickname. That is not the name on his birth certificate. Um, We've been married for seven years now. We have four kids. We have three boys who are seven, three, and one and a half. And a daughter who is six years old. And... Her children are adorable. They as are. well. I, yeah. I know I'm not biased on that no, one. I know you're not they biased. Are. Everyone says they're really cute. Everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone. So yeah, Alma and I both live in Amish country, Ohio. I have actually lived here my entire life. No exaggeration. Yeah. And I've only lived here for seven and a half years. I was actually born in New York in an Amish community. Um, and when I was three, my family moved to Michigan to a different Amish community and I grew up in Michigan. Um, when we left the Amish, I was seven years old and when we, Amish communities are all very different, but the Amish communities I came from, uh, my extended family shunned my immediate family. Um, So Mm -hmm. I grew up with very little to no contact with my extended family, except for uh, several cousin families. So I think it's kind of interesting to be living in Amish country. I didn't plan it this way, but we live in Amish country now, even though I'm not Amish anymore. um, And I have a whole Amish heritage. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. Um, So for me, my parents left the Amish when I was one and a half. I really don't remember much about that part of my life, but a majority of my relatives are still Amish and living in this community, so I've really always been kind of surrounded by that culture and mindset. So this feels like a good time to ask, Crystal, why friendship bread? Well, when I was growing up, we would have friendship bread quite often. My mom would get um, the starters, and you get a little bit from someone you know. And you add your own ingredients to it. It's kind of like sourdough. It needs some attention now and then. And you add a few ingredients on this day. And then a few days later, you might add some more. But when it's all said and done, you mix it up. And not only does it make a delicious treat, but you also end up with extra. An abundance to share with your friends. Because it's just that good. And when it's so good, you just can't keep it to yourself. I think that's kind of the goal of our podcast. We've been having such great conversations, and they're conversations that we think 
more people should be a part of. Yeah, I think that's right. Our goal is to normalize talking about topics that have seemed more off limits, I think, in the cultures and community that we grew up in. Yes, I 100% agree. So tell me, Alma, what all are we going to talk about on this podcast? I have no idea. Probably literally anything that affects us in any way. So why do we think that these conversations are so important? Well, I think that when there are off-limit topics in any culture, uh, people feel alone in a lot of their experiences. Mm -hmm. It's not fun at all when you feel like you're the only one having a certain experience. You question what emotions you're supposed to be feeling. You question if you're approaching it the right way. And depending on what's going on, there can be shame and fear and So in that situation, I feel like the best antidote, if you will, is like as C.S. Lewis says, for someone to say, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. When a topic isn't off limits, it takes away the shame or fear or loneliness associated with it and normalizes real and honest authenticity Mm -hmm. instead. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really true. And I think that it can be so hard to be authentic and real and true to yourself at times. Like, sometimes we feel so much pressure to be a certain way or to meet other people's expectations. And when you can be in, I mean, a friendship is the first thing that comes to mind. But when you can be in a friendship where the other person is also striving to be their real and true and authentic self, it just creates this beautiful basis, I think, is what I would say, for a great friendship. Because you're both on the same level of striving to be yourself. Yeah, I completely agree. Because you're not having to perform. Yes. You're not having to worry about are they going to judge me because I said this thing? Um, I think I struggled for a long time with worrying about, oh, oh, when I would leave someone's house, did I say anything that might have hurt them? Did Mm -hmm. I? And being in friendships where I don't have to worry about that is so amazing because if I did say something to bother someone, I know that they're going to say something and they're going to say that bothered me. And I can say, I'm so sorry. I think also too, when we're being our authentic selves with someone, we also show them our hearts. Yeah. And so if we do say something like that, that could be taken in the wrong way or come across in a way we didn't mean it. The other person also will know, oh, I, like, okay, if you said something, I would be like, oh, I know that's not Alma's heart in that, you know, it came across like that. And if it still bothers me, I know I can come to you and be like, hey, like, can we talk about that? And you know, because you know my heart, that I'm not trying to attack you. And it just makes this, I don't know what to call it. Safe. Yes, safe. Exactly. It's like you add all these beautiful ingredients and it makes a nice, safe, but also stretching and challenging friendship. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. And we we grow when there's another person that we are that close to. Yes. Because we get to see life from their perspective. I mean, marriage is also another 
way that we grow. Yes. Because we get to see life from our spouse's perspective. But friendship, I think one of the parts, one of the things that I love so much about being friends with another woman, we see, we're obviously so alike because we're women. Yeah. Um, but, and it's a totally different perspective than our husbands. And we get to have mm-hmm. shared experiences as women. And we get to validate each other's experiences as women. And that's just amazing to have someone else that has so many similar experiences as you. And you don't have to feel embarrassed about any experiences you're having. You can be honest about them. You can vent. You can cry. You can laugh. And you're never going to be looked down on. Yes. I know I know exactly what you mean. Because not only can you vent and laugh and cry and all of those other things that you need to do to process the emotions of whatever you're going through. Also, you know that you have a place you can go to to be encouraged. Yes. Because your friend can come along and help pick you up and point out like hey like you got this and you can do this and sometimes all we need is just that little bit of validation from another person to remind us you're right I do have what it takes I can do this everything is going to be okay because sometimes like if we're honest life doesn't feel like it's going to be okay even when things are going good sometimes you have a down day and things don't feel like they're going good And so sometimes it's so nice to just have that safe place. And so I guess to me, then the question is, how do you think we can, all of us, like everybody, how can we strive to be a better safe place for other people? Hmm. That's a good question. Being our honest, true, authentic selves, I think that is an invitation. That's an open invitation for everyone around us to be their open and honest and authentic selves. And they can feel comfortable because they've already seen our authentic selves. They've seen that we are true to ourselves and we're graceful with ourselves. I think that's a big thing. And honestly, we can't force anyone to do anything. We can't force anyone to be their authentic selves around them, around us. I mean, um yeah so it it might take some patience to build trust that's what happens in the beginning of a relationship is you build trust but i think you can build trust a lot faster if you are your authentic self to begin with yeah and i think even i know you just said like in the beginning of a relationship and i think when we it's so much easier when we start a relationship being our authentic selves like if you're starting a new friendship, just start it being your authentic self. They won't know any different. And it's actually just so much easier. But you can also, it takes more hard work, but you can also be intentional about being more true to yourself and being more authentic in relationships you already have. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. That's really true. That can be really uncomfortable sometimes, though. Because then the question is always like, what if they don't like what I say? What if, what if my friends that I've been good friends with, when I become my true self around them, what if they don't like me anymore? That is really hard. That's a hard question. That might inhibit you from being your true self. To me, it always seems then like our question becomes, if we can't be 
our true selves around them? Are they helping us to grow? And if they're not helping us to grow, why are we investing time in that relationship? Yeah, and why are we placing so much importance on their opinion in our lives? Yeah, because also you have to think about not just yourself, but the other person too. If they're not helping you to grow, you're probably not helping them to grow either. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. So, I don't know, this might be a good time to say to all of you listening that we don't expect all that all of you will agree with everything that we say and that is completely okay. We think that if we're constantly surrounded only by people who agree with us, then we're really never challenged and while that might be comfortable, it really does not help us to grow. So sometimes having these conversations where you disagree with someone challenges your view or your approach on something and either it will change your mind or it will make you more firm in what you feel or believe and if you're really honest neither of those things is wrong so like did you know it's okay to question things because it is and I know that when I was growing up with the background I did I often felt or I mean, sometimes even still feel like I can't question things because how they are is how they are. You don't rock the boat, don't upset the egg basket, but the reality is is that while questions can be uncomfortable, they do help us to grow. And challenging your own perceptions on things can be such a freeing thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that without questioning things around us, we become a product of our environment. And if we want to grow beyond where we came from, we have to push past our environment. We have to say, why do we believe the things we believe? Why do we do things the way that they're done? Yeah. This reminds me of a quote by, ironically, C.S. Lewis. (laughs) This was not planned to just quote C.S. Lewis this whole episode, but I guess that's where we're at. And C.S. Lewis said, what you see and what you hear depends a great deal on where you're standing. It also depends on what sort of person you are. Mm. And when you said that we become a product of our environment, it made me think of that because what you see and what you hear depends a great deal on what's around you. And then that's what we, what goes in, what is what comes out. So we have to think about that when we're surrounding ourselves with people. Are you wanting to surround yourself with people who are being real and authentic? Or are you wanting to surround yourself with people who don't ask uncomfortable questions and who never question anything and don't push or challenge you because that's the safe, comfortable place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we question and when we say maybe this isn't the exact right, there's so many ways to do things. When we question, we push back, we find new ways, we find new paths, we Mm -hmm. can step out of generations of doing things the same way. I mean, with leaving the Amish, our families. Yeah. What I mean, my family got shunned. Yeah. And they still left the Amish. They pushed back because they decided, no, that's not 
it's not the path we want to take going forward, even though it's been the safe, comfortable place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they took, they, they wanted a different path and they wanted a different life for their family and their children. Yeah. And now their children have completely different lives than them. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. I agree. I think that the reason that these things are so important to us, meaning you and I, is because of the culture that our families come from. How many people stay Amish just because they don't want to upset the boat? They don't want to, you know, cause waves. They don't push back simply out of fear of upsetting their comfort level. Oh my goodness, that applies to so many areas of life. It really does. Oh yeah, I know, it really does. I just think, I guess my reason for example, like correlating it to the Amish was because that's just our background. And I think that's why we identify it. It it hits home for us. I think you're absolutely right. We come from families that pushed back. Yes. And so we're passionate about that. Exactly. And I have to think of the example of one simple example is someone staying in a job that they, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't hate it. They're comfortable there, but it's not their dream job and they don't love what they're doing. They're not passionate about what they're doing. But they get paid good. Yeah, they get paid good. So they stay there. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't question and say, what if I would start my own business? What if I would go apply at NASA? Because I've always wanted to work at NASA, but now I work at my local grocery store. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a good example. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. I know. I Yes, 100%, because I think that often we do just choose the safe options. Yeah. And not that working at a local grocery store is bad by any means. Right, right. I know what you mean. I mean, but you're talking about choosing what feels safer versus chasing your dreams and being true to yourself and being authentic. Like, that's just kind of seems to be our theme. Um, Yeah. I mean, it really ties back into our goals. Yeah. What the school is of the podcast is to broaden horizons. And Mm -hmm. to ask questions and maybe change the narrative and normalize conversations that we didn't hear often in our conservative circles growing up. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you summed it up really well. Maybe it seems a little bit repetitive that we've talked a lot about authenticity on this episode and being, you know, your real, true, authentic self. But we really wanted to have our first episode be kind of an introduction of us. And that is something that both Alma and I are really passionate about. And it's really, really the heart of what's behind our podcast and in everything that we're going to talk about. So we just really wanted to spend a lot of time talking more about being true to you. I agree. I think you have definitely gotten to know us a little bit better during this first episode. Yes, we hope so. With that said, we're probably going to wrap it up here, but can't think of anything else we wanted to include here, except maybe, have you heard of the new kind of scissors that they're putting out? No, I haven't. They say it's cutting edge technology. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think this might be a good time to tell all you guys that Alma and I love jokes, and if they're corny or dad jokes, we love them even more. Yeah. 
That's, so. I guess that's an, you had to hear a joke in the first episode or else you wouldn't really know us. That's so true. If we weren't telling jokes, we wouldn't be being true to ourselves. Yeah. We love jokes. Dad jokes. Corny jokes. Mom puns. jokes. Yeah, mom <sighs> jokes. The punnier, the better. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay. So, and if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at The Friendship Bread. Uh, the same username actually over on Facebook. We are going to be posting updates on when episodes are dropping and fun quotes from people like C.S. Lewis that inspire us and hopefully will inspire you as well. So thank you guys so much for listening and being here. We're so excited going forward to have more conversations with you guys. 